home, you're happy. So, all right, so uh, because we went away, which we don't normally do when it's time to talk to Vision, so normally when we, we kick in the vision, you know, we're trying to shift some things. And, you know, and, and when I get away, I reflect a lot. I see a lot. And, and I see, like I see, I, I can see people stuck. I can see the fear. I can see, I can see the running. You know, sometimes people are running, but you can't. It don't look like they're running, but on the inside, they're running. Like if you look on the inside of them, they... <laughs> they get down, right? So you can see that. Uh, you can see the pride, you know, because some people are, you know, just, just, you know, just uh, really uh, flow through pride. And so we talked about living in manifestation, and and so there's timing and season. So so this is a season where eh, we probably could get away with some of that stuff, but we can't get away with that. And then I'll say this: uh, my wife was telling me something, and it really, really, has just been running through my head. Some of the children are graduating, so they'll be in a sanctuary. But what I recognize is some parents have not really prepared their kids for the sanctuary. Don't mean you can't, but I'm saying you haven't. So, you know, like it's almost like sometimes parents be like, I'm going to go get mine. Just, just get your tablet. Go over there. You know, no, these kids are growing up. They're going to lead everything. And so you got to shift them to be able to, to now pay attention to boundaries, be mindful of circumstances, situations, and to, to be mindful of what God's doing in the kingdom. Because I notice even some of the teenagers and the young adults, they still struggle with how to flow in the kingdom. You know, you have some people that actually say, you know, uh, this is my, like, okay, so, so we have service, right? So why is that the time you got your own private Bible study in your Bible? You've been doing that the whole week, right? Do you think when it's time to be in God's house, he wants you doing that? You see what I'm saying? Like, it's just little, little tweaks. This, it's, not, it's not a, what do you call it? A reprimand or nothing. It's just an awareness. Like, there's a humility and there's a discipline with flowing with the kingdom of God. We talked about it in... Uh, Survival kit, we were talking about, uh, what was he talking about? Salvation, right? And the survival, that's not, the survival kit. Yeah, no, foundational classes. All right, we got all these discipleship the classes. In the foundational classes, we were talking about salvation. And we were talking about how, how what caused sin, you know, uh, not, not the actual, just the act of eating a tree. Because if God didn't say, don't eat the tree, then... Eating of the tree wouldn't be a sin, would it? But God said something. And and up to that point, everybody was in agreement like this. But when you do opposite, so if God's going here, right, and then he tells you what to do to be here, but you do this, then what? You know, it's separation. You You done fell out of agreement. Now, the average can get in, but also you're separated from God. And we talked about, you know, you take a tree out of the ground, you know, it eventually dies. You take a fish out of water, it eventually dies. Take man out of God, he eventually dies, right? And so similarly, when God has set up his kingdom, God set the members in the body as it pleases him. The scripture talks about how you come into the house of God, right? So we can't be casual with the things of God under the guise of, oh, I got my own private thing going on with God. See, that's lack of humility, and that's lack of, of being able to allow your flesh to flow with what God has already set up. God's not going to skip what he set up to have something private with you. He doesn't have to. He set up things for a reason. See, remember when we talked about that cross, that cross is an anchor in the word. It's a, it's a, the top of that cross is, is your connection to God, but there's a left and right side of that cross, the horizontal part. You know, part of it is witnessing and the other part is fellowship. Right? Amen. We talked about this in uh, Abide in Christ. Many people, boy, Jesus died for me, man. I'm glad he did that on the cross. So they're just watching him on the cross, but no one's getting in fellowship with him. Well, how do you get into fellowship with Christ in this day and time? With the body of Christ. Right? That's the people. Okay? All right. So just... Just wanted to throw some things in there because I was watching some things. I watched people sitting in their cars. Why? 
a discipleship is going on, almost like I'm already, I don't really need that. And I, I know they weren't thinking that, but that's how God could take it. I, I watched, I watched kids running around like, yeah, church. Even the old school Baptist church kids weren't running around. They was what? At Sunday school, right? Might have been falling asleep. Might have been chewing gum. But they was at Sunday school, right? So, so you, know, you know, let's just be more, you know, just a little more judicious, right? You know, a little more diligent in how we do things. Is that cool? Did I offend anybody? All right, so I can't really see you see clearly your faces because I don't have my glasses on. I can see you. I'm playing. I can see you. I'm just playing. But I did leave my glasses home. So if it looked like I'm going squinting a little bit um, because I left my glasses. All right. Did y'all notice? No, good, good. Z said, you look funny. (laughs) Huh? No, I don't wear contacts, and I'm not going to. I'm not putting anything in my eye. All right, so I'm sorry. That, that's a distraction. All right, so let's get into the vision. We talk about the vision. Let's get into the message. Lord, I decrease that you may increase. All right, so let's go with the first slide. Do we have our first slide? Uh, well, that was our first slide, our second slide, right? Um, and just for, it, just for this, it, is it going to mess you guys up if, if we just turn these lights out up front? The camera still be fine? All right, so, so could somebody turn just these lights out up front here? All right, so, 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 so I'm not going to spend a lot of time with this because we, 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 we talked about as it relates to God, right, last time. You ever remember that? All right, so what did we talk about? I was just playing. See, I got you. I got you. All right, so we talked about uh, a new momentum this year. And we talked about, I really don't want to really get, get, get really into it, but we talked about a new momentum this year and how that, the Lord gave that to Pastor Melanie, and we talked about tremendous momentum for the heirs family. Um, we talked about uh, growing into God's desires. So, and then I gave you what God has said, you know, you all are growing into my desires. Uh, heirs has been behind the scenes, baking in the oven, but you're about to be revealed to the world, celebrated, elevated, as I make your name great throughout the earth, as you live in manifestation. And God says, I love you, right? So I shared that with you the other week, right? And then we talked about elevation, you know. Um, uh, the Lord gave that to, Mel- to, Mel- uh, uh, to Pastor Melody. Uh, we talked about elevation. Then we talked about a fresh start, which, of course, that was identified on New Year's Eve, right? And then uh, uh, let's highlight this again here manifestation within manifestation, right? Manifestation within manifestation. Of course, somebody asked what that is. So that's God's promises, right? And who and what God has hidden. So manifestation and manifestation is God's promises, right? And who and what God has hidden. Who and what God has hidden. Right? So, so what that is is manifestation with that manifestation. It's a remnant risen. See, when, we see, see when, a, when God manifests what he's been hitting, it's a remnant because God has a remnant. Uh, it's a, it's a, a remnant risen. It's, a, uh, it's the remnant's endorsement being revealed. So, so if, I, if I could do it this way, I'll, I'll just use Isaac over here. So Isaac is... I know y'all can see him, but pretend y'all don't see him, okay? Y'all don't see Isaac, okay? <laughs> you say, who's Isaac? <laughs> good job, good job, man. You're doing good so far. All right, so now uh, I'm going to ask Isaac to come here, right, to come here. So, so of course, James, we got two good actors here. James said we don't see that. So, <laughs> but in this particular case, you can see now. You open your eyes that you may see. Second, second, second Kings 6.16. So now... Isaac was hidden, he's manifested. He was a remnant. So I had, I had hidden him to help everybody. Okay? That's, that's y'all out there, y'all that's not feeling well. Uh, guy hid Isaac to, to manifest Isaac 
to help you be healed. So, so Isaac done, look, Isaac was risen from being hidden. Your healing was risen, is now risen from being hidden because Isaac is risen. You got that? So I should see you on Wednesday then, right? Good. All right, so, so now, but now there's, a, there's Isaac manifested, but within Isaac is something I want to endorse that's going to manifest. So it's manifestation within the manifestation, right? Right? Because there's, 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 so I'm going to manifest him and I'm going to manifest the endorsement of him. Because I could just manifest him and be like, yeah, Isaac, cool, you know, he ain't nobody, right? Remember, Jesus came into his own and they received him not. But God endorsed him. Look, this is my son whom I'm well pleased, right? This is Jesus. Even Jesus had to experience some endorsement, right? So what God is saying is we're going to be manifested. So I'm going to manifest Clint, but I'm not just going to manifest him. I'm going to endorse manifesting him. So it seems like everything he touches is going to shine because God is Hey, I've manifested him, and now I'm, I'm working with him to show you you need to receive what I sent you. You got me? Now, I use Isaac to represent us, right? I use Clint to represent us, all right? But I, in particularly, the Lord wants to say some stuff to Clint, so I slipped that in there. You see how you slipped that in there, all right? All right, so you good? Yes, sir. You good with that? Yes, you appreciate being used? See, I ain't like, we ain't use you in the morning like for uh, Matthew 4 to, to, to be the devil's voice, right? <laughs> All right, so thank you, thank you. All right, so y'all got that? Yeah. All right. All right, so, so, right, so, so let's, let's look at, so, so, we, so we talked about you, you have what's manifested and something on the inside of what's manifested. So let's look at Genesis uh, 1. And since I don't have my glasses, I think I'm going to use my phone <laughs> if I can see better. All right, Genesis 1. Yeah, I just, you know, I always like, I was telling the, uh, the uh, foundational class this, you know, anything around here, if you see, a, if you get a statement, there's normally an explanation behind it so you can understand. If we're going to do the altar call, we're going to explain what each, no, nah, I'm good. Each, each point means. If we do, uh, you know, uh, communion, we're going to explain. Because you attach your faith when you understand. Right? So that's, that's why. So if you see an outline, you'll see, a t you'll see the, the information and then the details. If I give you my notes, all you got to do is follow the notes and it'll explain. If you have a question, keep on reading if I answer it. Okay? You got me so far? Some of y'all may be going to get my notes or something. I don't know. All right, so Genesis 1, verse 11, right? And it says, And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass and the herb yielding seed, right? The herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit, what? After his kind, right? Whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. So what is he saying? I, 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 I created something, but I created something with the seed in it to reproduce, right? Yes. So, so I created a manifestation when I created the, the tree or the herb or, or the animal, right? But then within what I created, within what I manifested, I created what could manifest out of it. Right? You got me there? Genesis 1, 11, right? Now, so, so, so we're also going to go to, we're going to have to go there. I want you to write this scripture down, Acts chapter 10. Because uh, this, is, this, is, this is how God, God works. We're talking about living in manifestation. So living in manifestation. So we just talked about Isaac. Now, Isaac was here the whole time, but ain't none of y'all see him. <laughs> right? Then he manifested, and then God endorsed 
what, what, why he manifested them, right? But he was there the whole time. So Acts chapter 18, verse 10 says, we got much people in this city. So what it's saying is, even though you don't see it, it's there. So now when God starts to move you into what he does, sometimes we look at what, we, what we've had or what we've depended upon. And God's saying, you ain't going to lose nothing. You know, I, I used this example at um, Bible school yesterday, and I was saying how, so, so you have a car dealership. You own a car dealership, right? And you get arrested by God. Now, you own a car dealership, but nobody else knows but you. You're depressed. You're frustrated. Uh, you're, you're not happy. You're not at peace. You, 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 you need vices to even go to sleep. Y'all know what I mean by vices? Do I have to list a bunch of things? Yeah. All right, so good, 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 good. We don't have to get on that topic. Okay, all right. All right, so, but people on the outside, when they greet you, they greet you because you got the dealership, right? Oh, that's, the, oh, oh, that's that lady that owned the dealership. Hey, how you doing? You know, maybe at restaurants you might get a, a happy meal. I mean, a meal that makes you happy. Right? You know, I mean, they're going to take care of you, right? Because you what? You, you own the car dealership, right? Right? But you really are trying to search for how do I get peace and I'm really fulfilled. But there's nobody around you feel you could talk to, right? Why? Because everybody's yesing you or sucking up to you because why? You own a car dealership. You might hook me up with a vehicle or cut me a deal or, you know. So most of the people around you are what? You know, they, 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 yeah, yes, yes. Yes, and you, and, and you're wonderful, and, and you know, I love your hair. Can't stand that to do on you. But that's just, oh, I love you. The way you did your hair, I mean, I, I like that. I can't believe they did that to their hair. But oh, that's wonderful, right? Why? Now, you have an encounter with God. Could be through a disciple or somebody else. And now you're, except Jesus, you start going to church, and you start hearing about on Wednesday night, purpose vision. And you start to say, well, I, I, even, I didn't even know this stuff, right? And while you're hearing about purpose vision, your vision starts to get clear. You start to see. Now, when you start to see, you start to see not only the remnants, right, but the ratchet. Y'all know what I mean by ratchet, right? Y'all don't have to explain that either? All right. No, I you, oh, y'all need to explain? Yeah. Uh, uh, when I say ratchet, I'll just say uh, disgusting individuals. No. Right? Okay, how about that? I, well, I just threw disgusting. I could have said something else, but I'm trying to keep it simple, right? Because that's not the point. I'm just, but, <laughs> all right, but you understand, you see the remnant, that's to your benefit. How about that? Right? But you see the raggedy, too. Y'all know what raggedy is? Raggedy? Yeah, raggedy person. Yeah. That's what we say in Jersey. You raggedy. All right, all right. So, so, so y'all got me, right? You see all that. Now, you see a lot of the raggedy or ratchet or pick whatever you want in your dealership, in all your relationships with the dealership. You see the remnant where God is taking you. And the closer you get to where God's taking you, you start to see more of a remnant. But your challenge is you've been dependent on the dealership, the props of the dealership, right? Right? So now you feel something is telling you to do what? Let go of what? But why is that hard? Pastor Nelson, let go of the raggedy. Right, so, 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 but why is that hard? The significance. That's good. What you say? The props, right? Y'all know what props are, right? All right. What you say? Because it's yours. But it's not really. <laughs> it just looks like it's yours. All right. So, but, but, you, but you understand what I'm saying? And that's normal, right? That, that makes sense. Like, you wouldn't think somebody's tripping to want to hold on to the dealership. It probably took a lot to build it, to grow it, to invest in it, right? And then there's so much uncertainty on the other side. You said what you've been familiar with. This is going back to the play, right? In the land of familiar, right? 
right? So, all right, so now you're stuck. You feel stuck because you can't see all the remnant, but you can see all the raggedy, right? But now you, are, you, you, are, you keep coming to, to the church and you hear stuff like, walk by faith and not by sight. Don't look on the things that you see for they're temporary. Look on the things that you can't see for they're eternal. So the things that you see is the raggedy. Things that you can't see is the remnant. <laughs> right? You got me? But guess what? The Bible says in Acts 18.10, there's much people in this city. What you think you're losing, I can exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask you think replace. Keep it real. That's why some people don't tithe. They hold it on to what they can see at the expense of what they can't see. Exceedingly abundantly above all. God said, I'll pour out a blessing. You don't have room enough to receive. You got some people who teeter tithe. <laughs> you teeter totter. Teeter tithe. <laughs> you know what teeter tithe is, right? When they feeling spiritual, they tithe. Right? Or convicted. I'll throw in convicted too. Right? But it's not a lifestyle. Right? We were talking about in class being submerged and being all in. Being born of the spirit, operating the kingdom. So holding on everything we have is, so we talked about this in class. Remember, we talked about taking on the life and nature of God, right? Did we talk about that in class? Right. But we said, but before you take on the life and nature of God, when you're born in this world, you take on the life and nature of, the, of this world. And the life and nature of this world is hoarding. It's hustle. It's fear. The life and nature of God is faith. I believe I have all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Amen. Right? You got me so far? Okay. All right. So much people in the city, there's people set up waiting for you to move by faith in God. Okay? All right. So let's look at, uh, uh, well, for the sake of time, I didn't spend a lot of time on that a little bit. But Romans 11, 1 through 5. Because sometimes, because, you know how when you start living for God, you, you, the adversary keeps reminding you of what you used to do? And he tries to use what you used to do to tell you you're not going to get what God has. So when you hear living in manifestation, you can almost be tempted to go, that's for them. Right? <laughs> because the adversary is like, oh, no, 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 you ain't, you got to, do you have a whole long way to go before you get? What God once manifested. That's not true. All right, so, so, so Romans 11, just, to know that, just so we all know that we're not the only people to think like this. It says, I say then, has God cast away his people? Why would somebody ask that question? Because it seems as though while we're in the waiting, we could be tempted to think we're forgotten about. While we're going through, we, we could be tempted to think people are getting over <laughs> okay, good. Stay with me. Stay with me. Look, now, the answer to this question before he got into any explanation, it says, I say then, has God cast away his people? God forbid. <laughs> it says, for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people, which he foreknew. So God, not, God, not only has God not cast away his people, he's already prepared things ahead of them. So they could be fulfilled. It says, no, I have seen, nor have ear, ear have heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for us. We just need to keep moving, right? It says, what ye not, what the scripture saith of Elijah, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed thy prophets, dig down thine altars. I am left alone, and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal or the devil. Um, well, he's a god. He's a demonic god. It says, even so then, at this present time also, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. So what he's saying is that no matter what's going on in this life, I have people 
that have been set apart, that have, that have yielded and have been obedient to what I said, to, or, that are available to harmonize with the rest of us that are being obedient, okay? All right, uh, Isaiah 61.9. I'm going to speed up a little bit, y'all, just, just, just a tiny bit, not, not a lot. Isaiah 61.9. You know, we read, we read this last week. If you put that slide back up, it's fine. Um, because it's Isaiah 61.9 and Daniel 11.32. All right, Isaiah 61.9, it says, and, and their seed shall be known among the Gentiles and their offspring among the people. All that see them shall acknowledge them that they are the seed which the Lord has blessed. How do people that are not living for God see that you're being blessed by God? Because you say you're blessed? No. You say evidence, right? God is manifesting things in your life to draw them into the kingdom, right? That's why the Bible says, take no thought for how you're going to eat, sleep, or drink. You know, take no thought, take no thought. That's, that's mentioned in Matthew 6. Then when it gets to uh, 31, it says, uh, it says, the Gentiles seek after these things. Then, he, then, then, then when it gets down to, uh, I believe, 32, 31, 32, it says, I know you have needed these things. There's things that the Gentiles seek after. Because you're navigating in this earth realm. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what? All these things shall be added unto you. That's Matthew 6, 33. After, if you read, well, that, well I just quoted 31 to 33. But so, so what he's saying is just put God first. See, that's why he instituted something called tithe. To, 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 to see how many people will put God first. Right? See, we, we, we go in our mind and in our own righteousness and we come up with justifications not to do things, not to put God first. You know, we go, because this person, because that person. No, it's a, it's, it's a system for a reason. God, see, God can't pour anything on us that's less than abundant. Listen, listen, hold on. Hear that. God can't pour anything on you that's less than abundant. So there's no guarantee you'll be able to handle it. So he takes us through this process, this wilderness stage, Deuteronomy 8, to humble you, to prove you, know what's in your heart, whether you keep my commandments or not. Will you be locked into me when you have unlimited options? Sure I will. When you ain't locked into me and you don't have unlimited options. So if you're not faithful in the least, I know you're not going to be faithful in the much. But I need you to be faithful in the least because I need to give you the much because I have to impact the world by you. You see what I'm saying? I have to do that. So, and I can't do any less, anything less than that. I, only, I can only do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. I can't do just for you and your four. I have to have your cup runneth over so you can impact other people. I don't need none of this. Great. You can give it all to everybody else. How about that? You see, you see, you see the difference? All right, all right. Just stay with me. Stay with me. All right. So God, uh, Daniel 11 just says God is do, going to do great exploits among his people. All right, let's go to the next slide, right? Next slide. I know some of this we went over. So, so, so you have here unexpected invitations, right? Unexpected invitations. Now, 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 this is the key. So, so what happens is when you're been sitting behind the scenes like Isaac, you unexpectedly get invited to a platform because God sees you ready to draw people into his kingdom. He sees you ready to, uh, you can see you're ready to help other people to see. You, you're, you're walking in the anointing. You're ready, you're ready to help other people be anointed, right? You have exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. You're ready to assist other people to have exceedingly abundantly above all they can ask or think. Can you see that? So, so when God sees your, when God sees, not when you think you're ready. Because this, I'm going to share this in a second. This is the tough part. God be testing us, be giving us opportunities. He be giving us stuff. We don't handle that well. He puts us in a position where we have, we, we don't have abundance. We just have more than anybody around us has. He's seeing what we do with that. So we think we're chilling, but sometimes we get overconfident. We start to rest in that, and we lose sight of obedience. You still have to be obedient at every level. 
Like, you know, the, the obedience doesn't change. You know, but God watches how we handle stuff. You know, somebody gets an opportunity, uh, you know, to be a part of a business. Now you don't lost your mind. Don't nobody see you no more. So God made sure that, and you say, what, what do we say? God's been blessing me. So I don't have to spend no time with him and no time with church and no time with the people of God. Whoa, God's blessing me, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, just God, he just came through for me. You know what I'm saying? That's how God do. You know what I'm saying? Come to me. But God did this. The omniscient one, the omnipotent one, the omnipresent one who sees everything, considers everything, only considered what you wanted. He didn't consider how it was going to impact the whole. God. Okay, all right. See, that's going over real well. <laughs> but, but do you understand? God can, so unexpected invitation is, the Bible says, be also ready. So when you're ready and God calls you up, like he called up Isaac and he called out Clint, he's calling you to a platform, that, that ain't the time to be getting ready. Now, now, now this is important. When, when these unexpected invitations come, un- unexpected invitations come, don't zealously, or as we talked about in Bible school yesterday, earnestly force or accept every invitation. So, for example, somebody say, hey, you know what? I'm thinking about having you come out to the Dominican Republic. So let's just say somebody say that to you, right? Are you in the Dominican Republic because they said it to you? No. Is it a guarantee you, you are going to the Dominican? Not necessarily. Let it play itself out. But now, now you done stopped flowing with your family. You done stopped flowing with the kingdom because you all up in their face all the time, calling them 24-7, showing up unannounced. You know, just like when the girl smile at you. That don't mean she won't be with you. <laughs> but you, you, everywhere she goes, she see you. Yeah, she smiled. I know she want to be with me. Well, now we really don't know because you keep forcing yourself. You won't let it organically play itself out. You know, now you, 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 you're using resources instead of being obedient to God. You keep feeding this person because what? You're trying to force something to happen. You see that? So you just can't jump it. There, there, there's purpose decisions, there's opportunity decisions. Some things, uh, some things aren't purposed. There's just somebody trying to dangle a carrot to distract you from purpose. So you still have to inquire the Lord no matter how obvious it may seem, no matter how much of a good opportunity is presented. You have to inquire the Lord. Didn't we learn that about Joshua? They, they got into a, a contract with the Gibeonites that that weighed them down for the rest of their lives. They got into a situation, they end up having a fight for the Gibeonites that they would have never had to do if they would have inquired of the Lord. You see? You, you're still with me. You got me. So, all right. All right. So, so what I said is don't zealously, earnestly force or accept every invitation. The reason why I said this is because sometimes I think we think we're confirming God's vision. We're not confirming God's vision. He is. Let it work. If it's God, he'll confirm it. But what we do is we jump at stuff to say, yeah, yeah, because God told me such and such. No, no, you trying to confirm God's vision? Let him confirm it. God told me that was my wife. Okay, if that's my wife, he's got to confirm it. I ain't, I'm not, listen, I ain't do none of the stuff I was used to doing. What they asked us on God Talk, uh, Lou said, how many of y'all had game back in the day? I knew what to say. I interviewed all my girlfriends to find out what to say so I know what to, what to say. I didn't mean none of that stuff. I just was saying, what, what you supposed to say? What, what, what did Lou say? The end game, right? Right. When I met her, I... I wasn't even trying to think of what to say. You know why? Because I was like, if that's God, if, that, if, 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 if she's my wife, I don't have to put my hands on it. God t- confirmed it through her. She's in, another, she's in Las Vegas. And God tells her she's supposed to connect with me. Without me 
you know, hustling, uh, trying to, because the, the dude she was dating came up with $1,500 for Christmas. I ain't had 50. Matter of fact, I don't think I got to give you nothing for Christmas because I had no money. What? Oh, no. But no, what some of us do, we're going to get in debt, get a loan, try to, the guy gave 1500 so I'm going to give 3000 and I can't afford it because I don't want to lose her. Well, if I can lose her on $1,500 worth of gifts, she ain't my wife. 31 years later, I got the package. Okay, all right, so, all right. All right, so let's look at Isaiah. Let's look at Isaiah. So, so these, un, Isaiah 43, these unexpected invitations, I thought, I, I think is real interesting. All right. We're doing something totally different here. People watching online, Pastor Keith forgot his glasses, so I could read better from my phone. <laughs> that new Bible, you know, I don't know why. Who came up with real light type and small letters? All right, so, all right, so uh, verse eighteen. We're at eighteen, right? It says, "Remember ye ye not the former things." Before I keep on going. Now, now, I'm going to tell you right now, there's some people that's going to be tested here. Uh, so we got people that's coming up for ordination. Some people are already ordained. All right. But again, like you can't just give rest and stuff. We're not around here. You can give rest and stuff other places. So we have to see where people are because pe- everybody deserves a, a quali- quali- quality spiritual growth. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, not, you know, you know, uh, not, not things without excellence, right? And so, so one of the things that's going to happen, I shouldn't have told you this because I was going to surprise everybody. So we're going to be in certain situations where I'm just going to ask people to take a passage and teach the passage. Read it and teach it. I might take a page out of a book and say, okay, teach that. Now, the interesting thing, if you've been paying attention, you'll be able to do it. If you haven't, you be, well, I haven't had time to study. Well, now's your time. Just go ahead and read it. Because you called, right? The Holy Spirit can, can, can read it. Because what I've been watching is some people are good at, 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 at just winging it. But they're not good when they, when they have to slow down and pay attention. So you're going to cheat people, right? Stay with that. Listen, by now, y'all, y'all know me and Pastor Mel, so... If you get offended, hey, then we, we know something wrong with you because you already know our hearts. We, we just love people. And, and if we put you in a situation, we're trying to get you somewhere, okay? Hey, wait, you put me on the spot. Stop, stop, stop. That, that ain't working here. You know, just, just going back to mama, that where I used to work, or, or Uncle Jimmy. It's not going to work here because ain't nobody putting you on the spot. We're positioning you for the spot. All right, so anyway, okay, so you got me? You paying attention? All right, okay. All right, so it says, remember not the former, remember ye not the former things. So when you have the opportunity, some people are going to forget this. I'm going to tell you right now, some people are going to forget this. I'm I'm giving advanced information for the quiz. You notice I didn't keep reading. I stopped right there because it said something. What did this say? Remember, so before you go into anything in the chapter, you got to what? Forget. The old stuff, the old rep, the old uh, reputation, the dealership. You can't even get to what God is doing if you're still trying to bring where you were. Familiar, right? Y'all, y'all saw the play, right? Right? You ain't, see, you ain't see the play yet? What kind of Christian are you? I'm playing. <laughs> all right, all right. So if you didn't see the play, please, an interview with somebody, Okay. Right, and you'll see, uh, you'll get something that you didn't realize was in there. All right, so now don't do it now. See what happens. All right, so anyway, so remember, and now sometimes people won't do it. Who do you think he's talking to? I'm not. Listen, you got to know us by now. It ain't even about me. If you never see the play, I'm okay. I'm telling you for your benefit. We just we're talking about familiar. And, and how we have to forget the things are old. The whole play talked about some of the, the border bullies. Remember the border bullies? Talked about the, the darkness, all these little things that stop you from getting to what God has for you, 
right? You know, to get into the promised land. That's, what, that's, that's where ordinary was trying to go, right? That's where some of us trying to go, right? So anyway, so remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. So he doubled down on it. So I said, don't remember them. Don't even consider them because they ain't got nothing to do with what I'm about to talk about. It says, behold, I will do a, a new thing. Now it shall spring forth and ye shall, and ye, and shall ye not know it. So it said, now, now, now look at it. It says it's going to spring forth. So it's unexpected. But it says, shall you not know it? It's, it's saying it's going to spring forth, but something in you are gonna, is going to know, wait a minute, this is for me. Because God's already placed something in you to recognize when he's presenting something to you. It's already been in you. See, he foreknew. He put a, he put a truth recognizer on the inside of all of us. He put a purpose recognized on the inside of all of us. So when he manifests what he's manifesting this year, it's going to hit different. You know how they say, that hit different. So, so when I met Pastor Mel, it hit different. Like, because like, I, I had my old ways, my familiar. Listen, I'm telling you right now, I've been through enough. I ain't dealing with no drama. I definitely ain't dealing with no ready-made families. We're going to start from scratch. I meet her, she has a son. My son now, but she has a son. What? It hit different. Yeah, yeah, all that son stuff, that's just not really as important as you really think it is. I changed all the rules, right? You don't call nobody to two weeks after you meet them because you don't want to think you want to think you sweating them. That was, that was you know, that, you know that, uh, Minister James, right? Was, yeah, I don't want nobody, you know, now I wait a couple weeks, like, so they don't think I'm desperate. I called her the same day. I left church, got to work, and called. Because it hit different. <laughs> See, there was a knowing. So God told me in the, in the sanctuary, I said, well, who is that? He said, that's your wife. There was a knowing that that wasn't God talking. I mean, that wasn't me talking, that was God. And so no matter what happened, I knew that's my wife. And see, some of y'all waiting for people you want the person that it hit different. You don't want the person manipulating you, gaming you, uh, uh, hustling you. You got to give them something for them to commit, especially for my little sisters, young daughters out there. Nah, the right person, trust me, you ain't got to do nothing. She ain't got to do nothing. She barely doing anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> it just came out, sweetie. It just came out. <laughs> I, I, I said it humorous, but that ain't a bad thing. All right, okay, all right. So you, you got me? <laughs> I, I know it might sound crazy. <laughs> My bad. But now, well, see, see, that's how you see it. See, you know, I wasn't saying my wife is lazy. Obviously, y'all should know that she's not. What I was saying is she doesn't have to work to receive what God has poured into the man of God that's supposed to be there to pour into her life. She ain't got to do no work. See, some of y'all won't allow that to happen because you put your hands on it too fast. You'll hustle, right? You'll give out incentives. You don't know if that person loves you or love what you gave them. Now, I ain't saying, I say no names. See, I just let that out there. We'll see how people think. All right, so anyway, all right, let's stay, let's, let's stay locked in, okay? Um, it says, I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. See, something unexpected. When it seems like it's a drought, when it seems like you have nothing, no resources, he's saying, I'm going to show up and I'm going to manifest some things. Unexpected invitation, okay? And so, so we talked about new platforms and God making our name great. Y'all keep taking down the... All right. Thank y'all. Thank you. Oh, so when you put it up 
for Ecamm, is it covering the whole screen? Oh, that's why you do that. All right, well, we'll just keep rolling. You can just keep toggling it for the, for the Ecamm, but for the people here, they, they can see it. How's that? Is that cool? Compromise? All right, cool. See, so you have to understand, you know, they mean well. These wonderful people back there. Marcus is going, you just do your job. We got this. Okay, all right. Yes, sir. I knew platforms. So, 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 so we talked about God making our, uh, making our names great, right? Throughout the earth as we live in manifestation. So let's look at Genesis 12. Let's look at Genesis 12. All right. So this is the thing. As you are writing vision, even for your house, it shouldn't just be how you feel. <laughs> okay? And then know how you can prove it's not how you feel? Confirm it with God's word. So if you believe you're getting something from God, the word should confirm it. If the word does not confirm it, it probably came from you. <laughs> All right? All right, so, so Genesis 12, verse 1, we know this is the story of Abraham. It says, it says, now the Lord had said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred. Look, leave familiar, right? He says, and from thy father's house unto a land which I will show thee, and I will make of thee a, a what? A great nation, and I will bless thee, look, and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curseth thee. In thee shall all the families of the earth, of the earth, I said earth, but of the earth be blessed. Right? You see that? And so, 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 so here is God saying, Abraham, leave familiar, leave compliance, leave where you have props. Abraham was the man now. God saying, leave all that you're used to, and go someplace where I'm gonna send you. So, so. Abraham is getting an unexpected invitation to be sent to a new platform. And we know it's a new platform because he says, hey, I'm going to make a great nation. I'm going to make your name great. Right? So God is not saying, I'm going to make your name great for me. There's nothing we can do that's great to God. Other people will see you as great. We're still talking about Abraham to this day, by the way. Right? Does that make sense? But Abraham had to leave first, right? Just like with the, with the husband, he has to leave the mom and daddy and cleave to the wife, right? Well, we got to leave familiar and cleave to the promises, all right? Got to let go, let go, right? All right, you got me so far? All right, so, uh, and then 2 Samuel 7, 9, for the sake of time, you guys can write that down. That's another scripture on God making your name great. And so God moved on Pastor Melanie's heart within the process of the year to say things will happen quickly. Right? Things will happen quickly. And so I'm going to give you the scripture. You write the scripture down, but I'm going to read it out of the message. At Amos chapter 9, 13 through 15. Amos chapter 9, 13 through 15. Know the people watching, you got that on the screen, so you should be fine. This is the message. It says, yes, indeed. It won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Right? Things will happen quickly. Right? See, this is the thing. The reason why you go through the discipleship process is so you don't get overwhelmed when God starts to do what he wants to do. Because God doesn't do everything on our, the timing of our feelings or based on our circumstances. God does things in his timing, right? We talked about that in, in the, the uh, work vision workshop for the singles, time, times, and timing, right? All right, so Isaiah 60, 21 and 22, I'm just going to read it for the sake of time, okay? Uh, and then you go back and watch the video, it's, it's, it's listed. It says, thy people also shall be all righteous, they shall inherit the land forever, the branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. It's God talking. It says, look, a little one shall become a thousand, and a small one a strong nation. Now, look at this. 
I, the Lord, will hasten it in his time. With the proper timing, something small will explode. Something little will multiply times a thousand. Right? And it will happen quickly. Now, all this is, is predicated on we're being obedient to God. Right? We're attaching our faith to living in manifestation, okay? All right, so, so and, and this is the thing. Philippians 3, we talked about this last week, but Philippians 3, uh, Philippians 3, 11. So a lot of times as we're, we're operating in life, we think, you know, especially when God gives vision and stuff like that, or, you know, we just read how God is doing. He said, I will do a new thing. Well, with all due respect, it's a new thing to us, not to God. Because the Bible says God declares the end from the beginning. Scripture says that when he finished uh, in, in Genesis, he says, uh, Genesis 1.1, it says, and uh, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 2, 1, it says, and God was finished with the heavens and the earth and all the host of them. He completed this process. So remember, and we talked about how what? When God created things, he created things with the seed in it to produce the fruit from it. So the thing is, but we have to, we were talking about this in class, uh, with, with things being indwelt in us. We're talking about the, with the Holy Spirit dwelt in us and how the, the wholeness starts at the salvation but, but we got to dig deep. It's dwelling. It's like a well. You can, you can go to a well and look all day, but ain't nothing coming out. You got to draw it out. All right? That's why scriptures work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And the next verse says, it is God that worketh in you to will and to do his good pleasure. Right? But, but we see, okay, this Philippians, that brings us to Philippians 3.11. It says, if, if by, by any means I may attain unto the resurrection of the dead. It says, not as though I have already attained, either were already perfect or complete. It says, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of, Christ Jesus. So what it's saying is, and then it goes, says, brother, and I count myself not to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and pressing towards the mark of the prize, right? So what it's saying is when, when things click or when it hit different, we start apprehending which, that which is already apprehending us. And so, so you arrive at this place of years of discipleship, of hurdles, of, of committing to the dig, of, of trying to develop momentum. Right? New beginnings. Like you, you, you go through this process, you know, supernatural restoration. You go through these process, you know, to, and you get to a place. You, you're learning how to finish the movie. Right? Like, like you, you renew, renewing your mind. Breaking the chains of torment. Right? And you get to this place where, where when all those things are, are, are pulled off of you, you cross over into a place to live in manifestation. So, but you really, now you start to accelerate. See, see when you remove weight, you pick up speed. Rapido. I was, just saying, yeah, look, I, was, I was telling my wife, I said something to her, rapido, uh, let's see, picante, hot sauce. <laughs> you know, obviously, I asked for a lot of hot sauce, so now I know what that, I know how to ask for it. All right, but, 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 Things start to go fast, rapid, because now you've, you've shed it off the way. Do you understand how we have been walking around the body of Christ, carrying around our old life in our minds? Right? And so, so it's, it's hindered us from apprehending that which is apprehending us. Like anytime we have to stop off to fuel up with our past or vices. Do you understand that slows down the process? I'm going to tell you, it's, 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 it's amazing how when people get clear, they're, it's bittersweet. They're happy, but they're sad because like, I've been wasting all this time. 
in myself, in my own way of doing things, in, in the flesh, excusing behavior because I don't think I can lick it by myself. You can't. Apart from him, you can do nothing. So, so you don't even have to play that game. You can't. But when you start to let things off, you start to accelerate towards the things that God has for us. Um, all right, we'll get into yeah, a whole lot of stuff. We'll get into uh, uh, the next slide on um, next week. Yeah, next week. <laughs> right? But, but, but I wanted to take the time, you know, I, I know I went back over some of the stuff we did. I wanted to add some detail to it because it's not enough what God wants to do stuff, but we got to see it because we have a part. See, a lot of times we're sitting around going, oh, oh we talked about this. What, what do we talk about this? Oh, we haven't gotten to it yet. We talked about it a little bit in class. We talked about God works Versus self-works, right? Then we talk about that a little bit. And so we, so we talked about a little bit in, in the Bible, uh, Bible school because we're, we're, we're teach, uh, the teachings on abiding Christ. So we, we oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. So we got to this, this pocket. Um, now, y'all going to get the detail because I'm about to, we're going to teach a message on God's masterpiece. You definitely want to be here for that, right? But we were talking about how A lot of us have accepted Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, right? And some of us are frustrated, been frustrated ever since we've accepted him. You know, some of us has gone through the experience of, man, you know, all this craziness wasn't happening to me uh, when I was out there. Now, it might have been happening, but, you know, half the time you was numb anyway, so you, how would you know, right? But, but in some cases, a lot of stuff, you know, it seems like a lot of stuff happening because you're trying to break camp, Right? And the adversary don't want you to leave, so he's trying to intimidate you to not go towards God. But, but, so, so that's a frustration. There's another frustration that takes place where it's like, okay, I'm living for God now. Where's all this, the, the blessings and favor? But most people have sat in their seats, felt the pull or the conviction of the Holy Spirit, got up. Accepted Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior, confessed with their mouth what they believed in their heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Wonderful thing to do. And we talked about that new birth in filling the people that was in class today. It's a great thing to do. But it ain't over. It ain't over. Don't see she got a song called It Ain't Over. <laughs> right, right, right. But this is the thing. The reason why it's not over is because that, that's... You've, you've embraced the justification. So, so justif justification means uh, you're, you're dead in your sin and your trespasses, okay? Or the wages of sin is death, Romans 6.23, right? And so there's, once you sinned, there's a payment going to take place that the adversary is requiring called death, right? The only way we get beyond that is if we attach our faith to Christ's death that paid for our sins. You got me there? If we accept that, we're justified now to go back into the presence of God. So we're, we have access only. When you accept Jesus, you have access. You're justified. It ain't over. You got to now go through sanctification. You got to be cleansed of... See, you're justified from the sin, but you got to let God sanctify you from the residue of the sin. Like some of us are still walking around with the residue. Listen, how many times, you know, you, you, know, you had a good, I was going to say a good week, but you had a good five months. Then you was tempted to do something, you know, good and well you ain't supposed to do. All right? I'm going to say it again. You know, good and well, you weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> right? Right? But you, you, you slipped into it, right? Right? <laughs> I said <see it> right. <laughs> right. Right? Right? Come on, give me the right. Give me that. Right? Ah! Right? They're screaming here. Y'all just don't really hear them. They're screaming kind of low. Right? All right. So, 
And you're saying to yourself, but I live for God now. How could I dare? Well, you've been carrying around the residue. Because all you did was accept Jesus and then walk out and live the life you was living before. Just more positive. So you're living a positive, compromised life. And the positive, that means you help people. You may apologize more than you did. You know, I started, I started apologizing before I came to Jesus. I'm saying that because I never apologized to nobody. <laughs> right? You know, I, I started to help people before I came to Jesus. When I came to Jesus, I helped people even more. I, I was caring. I was thoughtful. People would come up to me, Keith Bradley got a heart. I was like, what are you trying to say? Man, you ain't care about nothing. So when I first accepted Jesus, guess what? I have a heart and I care. <laughs> Wonderful thing. But I'm still carrying around the residue of my life. I still could be tempted. Tempted a lot less because I am a disciplined person. So I was tempted a lot less, but then I'll be tempted to feel guilty, you know, then reset myself. Because I didn't allow, I didn't, I didn't come take on a justification and reach in to the depths of God to allow him to sanctify me. To, to, to use his Holy Spirit to cleanse me of the residue. That ain't going to happen just when I walked up to the aisle. Now, maybe, maybe a tenth out of everybody that comes to the altar walk on water. I just said a tenth because maybe somebody out there, I don't know. But it, 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 there's more to it. That's why we have discipleship classes. Right? That's why you go through processes to, to merge in a person. Uh, I'm not going to say what it was. If he wants to, he can. But Mrs. Lamar apologized to me for something today before I came to speak. Because he's seen it play out on the other side. He, he experienced something that he was doing. And he was like, I apologize. So he's, I get, did you apologize to her yet? Okay, so he's, he's gonna apologize. He said he's gonna apologize to you too, right? He said because I saw that I was like I was doing that to them, right? Minister, preacher, been in at, at church, but he didn't let he didn't let God get that out. That, he wasn't, you know watching porn or nothing. I'm just, <laughs> he'll tell you what it is. I'm just saying. But he, he didn't let God get that out. And some people might be sitting here was bothered by the thing that he apologized to me for. They were sitting in a position, what's wrong with him? The same thing that's wrong with a lot of us that are not letting God purge that. That's why we, we're on this roller coaster ride. Because we haven't allowed the sanctification to take. Now I'm going to talk about this deeper in masterpiece. So, Listen, Jesus has a part, right? Justification. God has a part that he uses the Holy Spirit for, for to sanctify us. Our part is to present ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Remember we talked about this? Stay down, man. Like we're trying to resurrect ourselves. But if you're presenting yourself, why don't you let God resurrect you from there? We keep resurrecting ourselves. Saving face, trying to look good, worrying about what other people think, trying to still get props from the old people, trying to still prove we know stuff. Hey, you know stuff. Now we got that out of the way. Can God use you? Trying to make sure everybody know we know. Hey, look, I know that. I know that. I know that. Who cares? Are we sanctified? See, that's when we're now justification, sanctification. Now you are glorified. So now God can use you on that platform. Because no matter what comes at you, you're going to defer to God. No matter what comes at you, you're going to give all glory to God. No matter what comes at you, you can't help it. Your default is serving. Every level of leadership is a greater level of service. Not, look at me, look at me. I did that. Yeah, I did that. This is a movie, in the movie Carter, he was like, he, 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 he told 
they was, play, they was running the play. He said, ooh, yeah, yeah, I, I called that play. I designed that. I'm the man. I'm the man up in here. Whoa, yeah, I did that. Dude, run that again. And they was looking at him like, what's wrong with you? He was like, this is what y'all do. You make a shot and you stick your chest out because you made a shot. What is the purpose of you shooting? Like, why are you? I remember Jim Trestle told uh, 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 Bam Childress, he was in a spring game. He caught a pass on the sidelines and he spiked the ball. He said, Bam. Explain to Keith why you're spiking the ball for a 10-yard pass in a spring game. And then he walked away. When he walked away, he said, bam, act like you've been there. What he was saying is you're celebrating something that's not even close to the achievement you want to get to. You're celebrating too soon. And what God is saying, we're celebrating too soon. We're celebrating because we have an opportunity. We got a little bit of money. We got a nice car. We got a nice house. As opposed to celebrating the fulfillment of purpose. See, you act different. I always use sports. But I remember when uh, uh, Chicago Bulls was winning all the championships, they was playing against the Seattle Supersonics. And through all the, champ- all the championship rounds, I was like, they ain't going to be Chicago. This person ain't going to be Chicago. It's like, they ain't going to be Chicago. Because I was watching teams celebrate too soon. They played, and I was watching Seattle doing their playoffs run. And they didn't celebrate the whole time. They won a game, and they just walk off the court. No, yeah, yeah, they weren't doing that. I said, I think they can beat Chicago. They played Chicago the first game. The first half, they were blowing them out. They celebrated. I said, oh, man. They ain't going to beat them. And they did. See, something in you relaxes when you celebrate too soon. We see it all around here at the church. Somebody gets an opportunity, all of a sudden, they don't do the things they were doing. They forget about them easily. Celebrate too soon. Walk in a swag. Now they got swag. We're at church. Swag don't get no props at church. <laughs> like we're at church, right? right? Humility. Humiliation leads to elevation in the kingdom. Swag? We're trying to walk like swag. I know that scripture. Who? Wonderful. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, 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 pump the brakes. Get sanctified, and you'll see some of this stuff that's been haunting you behind get off of you. But you got to let it take. And so now, when we're in the building, and you got your own private thing going on, your private thing comforts you, but it don't sanctify you. Doing what your flesh doesn't want to do is what sanctifies you. Will cut you a little bit, Right? conforming to what God has set in place. God has set up the same. Like, you don't clean yourself. Let God do the cleaning. You do a terrible job of it. <laughs> probably didn't go, come on. I probably didn't go off too well. I'm sorry about that, y'all. I'm, just, I'm not saying, you know, literally. <laughs> All right, let's stand on your feet.